You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Lovecast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Savage Lovecast. I'm Dan Savage, and this is the once-a-week out loud version of my sex advice. 206-201-2720 is the number. We have shitloads of calls, so I am not going to go on and on at the top of the show. We're just going to get right to it. I recently met a guy, uh, maybe about a month ago, and he told me soon after we started going out that he was 26 years old. I don't know if you can see where this is going, but eventually um, I found out, I looked at his driver's license, and it says that he was born in 1977, which makes him uh, 31. When I asked him about what this well, yeah, you're 31 years old. Why didn't you tell me? He responded by saying, you know, oh, it's a lie. I have to go back to the DMV to change that, and I really don't have time to do that, but it's totally not true. I'm 20, 26, and I'm just, I'm not really sure what this could mean because he's blatantly lying about this, and he's just not very open. He doesn't want to face the facts, even when they have solid proof. Should I trust this guy? in the future since he would lie about something so useless and so silly. We tried to call. We couldn't get you. So just briefly, quickly, um, it's a weird lie uh, and, and a pointless one and an easily disproved one. Uh, if he had a better explanation for why he did it, uh, you know, oh, I'm embarrassed because I just turned 31 and I, you know, I look so much younger. I just tell people I'm 20. If he, if he had some reasonable explanation as opposed to this weaseling around about the DMV getting his age and his birthday wrong, that might be one thing. I think when somebody tells transparent, easily disproved lies very early in a relationship, um, that is an indication that there will be more and bigger and more consequential lies to come. I think you need to listen to your heart. And I think your heart is telling you that this is a red flag and a bad sign and that if you can't trust somebody, this guy particularly, to tell you his actual age, you probably just can't trust him. Hi, Dan. I am 22 years old and I'm an attractive woman and I'm also into the BDSM lifestyle. I go to public dungeons. I go to public BDSM events. I meet people all the time. We share the same interests. I'm social. I'm friendly. I'm a nice person. I'm mainly dominant, and I also have a bit of a pain slip side, but uh, my problem is that I go to these places all the time, and they don't usually have young, good-looking, submissive, or dominant men. Uh, I've been going to these things for more than a year now, and I've noticed that people aren't always very young or very attractive. And the people who are attractive are usually pro-doms or fetish models that and so far I've all been women and I'm not really into women myself. Most of these people most most of these men are uh, middle-aged and unfortunately a lot of them are really creepy and gross, dirty old men. And I know this makes me probably this probably makes me sound shallow, but I want to find a preferably submissive man or even a dominant man that is attractive to me and is also within my age group so that I can build a serious and committed BS relationship with. I have no problem finding people, you know, who want to play with me or submit to me and serve me, but I don't want someone's servitude who I am not attracted to and don't see myself 
building any serious relationship with. And so, yeah, I've, I've been going to these things for over a year. I've tried online, you know, caller me with no luck. A lot of the online sites are usually filled with fake profiles and time-wasting flakers, and I've been hit on by nasty troll men who don't, you just don't get that I'm not into older men who are balding overweight and who I'm just not attracted to or interested in. Where do you meet a young sub? Clearly not at the clubs you're going to. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, I meet people my age. It's just I'm just generally not attracted to them. They're just not my type. You know, I, I'm, I'm sad to say that just people who are into this lifestyle usually aren't the most attractive people. I hear you. And they're <laughs> um, usually not my type, too. Like I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, there's a lot of attractive people into S&M. They're just not necessarily at the BDSM club. Yeah, that's Because a lot of attractive people will dip in for a minute and say, wow, you know, uh, everyone here is way out of my league, way, you know, under my league. And, and they don't tend to come back, um, uh-huh. which makes the problem worse when the next, like, objectively hot hottie comes along. Um, uh-huh. There's also the problem, with, you know, with the older thing. Um, a lot of people who are young are hooking up online, and a lot of people who are young and kinky aren't necessarily ghettoizing themselves at BDSM clubs, uh, where because they're just kind of more open about their kinks with the people they date that they meet in regular life, mm-hmm. which is a strategy you might want to adopt. Just get out there and date and share your sexual interests with the guys you're dating. Uh, a thing for dominance and submission and BDSM is pretty common. If you go and, you know, date ten guys, the odds that one of them, ten guys you're attracted to, the odds that one of them will be thrilled when you trot out what your fantasies are are really high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get them lining on the block. But I get them lining around the block offering that kind of thing for me, but sex for me isn't something I don't, but who, who do you get lining up around the block, guys you're not attracted to? Yeah, they're just, yeah, older men. Mostly these men are in their 40s and 50s. Right, and right. So what you need to do is you're 22, get out there and date other 22-year-olds and be open with all of them about your sexual interests. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably scare nine away that you would want to scare away. But you'll, mm-hmm. you'll eventually be in the same room talking about your kinks with a guy who's like, oh, my God, those are my kinks too. Man, yeah. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. But you, just get, you know, the, the problem with the clubs is some people will go to the clubs because they don't have the courage to come out to people that they don't know for sure are kinky like them. Mm-hmm. So they'll go to the clubs, and then they'll complain about the people at the clubs who, you know, God bless the people at the BDSM clubs. A lot of them mm-hmm. are older, and that's, you know, a, a way for them to still get their free con at their age um, and be in a you know, sexually charged environment because maybe they can't mm-hmm. compete just passing pictures around on the Internet or just meeting people on the street. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been, I've been you thinking can't, about you can't, that. You can't yeah. go to the clubs because you you don't want to come out to the people you date who are your own age who you meet through regular venues and then complain about the people at the clubs. The problem there would be you. Yeah. Be open with everyone in your life about the fact that you're kinky that you date. Mm-hmm. Go after guys that you're attracted to wherever you meet them, and mm-hmm. you will meet somebody who's into it. It's really common, and you are a precious gem. Kinky women are in great demand, as you've discovered at that club. And they're not just in great demand by guys in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. It's just the guys in the 20s who are kinky are online or just living their lives and being open about it with the women that mm-hmm. they date. Go find one of them. Yeah, I've, I've tried the online stuff, and the younger people there are usually 
people who would me on. Like, I, I arranged to meet them, and then they never show up. And uh, Meet people through regular life. Meet people in bars yeah. and clubs. Meet people, get set up on dates by friends. Mm-hmm. Your kink is is common enough that you don't have to be only meeting online, mm-hmm. only meeting in clubs. You should do, you know, a full-court mm-hmm. press. You should do every approach. You should go to the clubs in case hottie 22-year-old boy strolls in one night for the first and only time that he's ever going to go to a BDSM club. And you should take ads out online in case lightning strikes. And you should be open with, you should date people that you meet through mm-hmm. normal vanilla venues and just be open about your kinks with them. And eventually okay. meet the guy. You're only 22. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the odds that you would have met your ideal life partner, even if you were only into vanilla sex and were into guys in their 50s, say, are really slim. <laughs> To begin uh-huh. with. So no more whining and complaining about it. Just get out there. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Hi, Dan. Um, I have a question for you. I have a friend who's HIV positive, and he's sleeping with people and not telling them. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about his behavior, and I'm just kind of wondering if I should say something to him or not, because um, I don't know if it's my place. Of course you should say something to him. Of course it's your place. That's what friends are for. Friends aren't just there to, like, buy us drinks and tell us we're awesome. Friends are there to pull us up short and tell us we're fuck-ups when we're being fuck-ups. Yeah. And to put the friendship on the line sometimes to get people to do what's right. I wouldn't be friends with somebody who beat the shit out of his boyfriend. No. And think, oh, it's not my place to say anything. Yeah. I would say, I don't want you in my life if this is the way you're going to treat people. Um, do you want the update on what's happened? I've actually... Oh, yeah, of course I want the update. Okay. So I kind of talked to him, and um, I actually told him, and I I don't know if, this, if I should have or not, but I kind of told him what this person told me. Um, the person who kind of ratted on him, uh, although I already knew this, you know, he, he and I are pretty close, and he tells me about his you know, his hookups and what, whatever. Um, but the person who, who told me this is actually my friend's pharmacist. Um, so then there's the issue of, you your know. Friends, like, so the person who's giving your friend his HIV meds is the person that told you that your friend isn't disclosing that he's HIV positive? Yeah. Um, and that's the only reason. It's, the reason that he knows my friend's status is because he works at the pharmacy. Um Wow, so there's all sorts of violations of professional standards going on here. Right. So my friend now is talking about suing or filing a complaint, or, which I think he has every right to do, but I don't know, you know, I don't know the, like, the nitty-gritty of the law. But but you knew your friend was HIV positive already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like the pharmacist outed his your friend to you as positive. You knew he was positive. Well, he didn't, I mean, I knew, but I don't know who else this guy's telling and I, we live in a fairly small city with a small gay community, and um, you know, if this person is telling lots of people, then it's really not, I don't know. Well, yeah, if, that, if, if a, a pharmacist or a doctor is disclosing private medical information that it, it is illegal for that pharmacist or doctor to disclose and unethical to disclose, then he's doing wrong and ought to be sued and ought to be fired. Boy, you need better friends, man. <laughs> the like, is not my friend, really. Just coming and going. 
yeah. Well, I guess that answers it. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a sticky issue, and I'm now I feel bad for my, you know, my friend who's positive because he's all pissed off. At the same time, um, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a kind of a crummy situation to be in. It is a crummy situation. But we need to separate this into the two things that are going on. You're, this person, this pharmacist, is violating uh, your friend's privacy and probably professional codes that he's sworn to obey by yeah. running around talking about what drugs he's prescriptions he's filling for your friend and what that reveals about his private medical condition, state. And then there's the, the issue of whether your friend is obligated to disclose his HIV status. I think your friend is well advised to disclose his HIV status. I think it's better to disclose than not to disclose. If your friend is being safe, I think he's under a lesser obligation to disclose if he is being safe. Yeah. But I think people should disclose. If your friend was having unsafe sex with people and you knew about it, and he was putting would, other people at risk, knowingly, yeah. intentionally, maliciously, selfishly, then I think you should go in there with fists flying and knock some sense into him and pull him up short and put your friendship on the line. But if what the issue is that he's not always disclosing, although he's always being safe, then there's a, that's a discussion and an argument you need to have with him. But it's not a case where you need to put your friendship on the line. Okay. Okay. All right? Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. Good luck. Hi, Dan. Um, okay, I'm 23. I've been with this guy for a little over a year, and everything's going really great. Like, we really love each other, and we're, like, ridiculously cute and affectionate with each other, and, you know, we both do a lot of, like, activism, and we have, like, the same political commitments, and it just seems, like, all really, really great and fantastic, right? Um, except for that I can't come. I can't, like, ever fucking come anymore, Dan. And this is, like, really, really a problem because I really love this guy and there's and I'm really happy with him. And, like, a year being with someone is pretty much an eternity for me. So it feels really great to be in this, like, happy, healthy, like, stable relationship with someone for the first time in my life. Except for, I mean, lately, I just, like, can't ever get aroused at all anymore. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm not really maybe attracted to him anymore. Um, and I don't really know what to do about this. I mean, I know that you're always talking about how people, um, you know, it's sort of our responsibility to take care of our partners sexually. And I totally agree with that. Um, but, like, whenever we're having sex now, like, I just can't get there I can't get into it and like you know in the past if I've ever had trouble like you know getting into it like I can always just play myself back a rerun of some like great sexual exploit of the past or I don't know play myself back my favorite porn clip of the moment and you know I can get there but like nowadays like we'll just be going at it and I just am so distant so the thing is I mean, what do I do, Dan? <laughs> like, I love this guy. I want to stay with him. And I, it would just seems like, painfully cruel to be like, oh, I'm breaking up with you because I, like, don't want to fuck you anymore when everything else is great. So everything's perfect 
and you love him, and the stable relationship, and you enjoy spending time with him, and the sex blows now. But it didn't blow before. No, it didn't blow before. So the um, sex was good when you first were getting it on. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like, he, he's really different than anyone else I've ever been with before, so it took a little bit of, like, adjusting. But, different in what way? Um, well, he's 13 years older than me, and I've never dated someone that much older than me. And um, I kind of tend to be with, like, sort of skinny, arty hipster boys, and he's, like, a carpenter and is sort of buff and manly in ways that I've unaccustomed to. So. <laughs> he sounds hot to me. <laughs> no, it, it was, it, it's hot. It was. Um, I don't know. Just I get, We broke up for three months, and then I, and I kind of Back had a few hipster things. boys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Um, and how did you feel about it that then? You're like, oh, hipster boy banging is what I really want. Um. Or so if is that is that how yeah. you feel? You're like, oh my god, this is much more comfortable. This is actually what I want. These skinny hipster emo boys, hubba hubba hubba. And if that's how you really felt, why did you go back to him? Oh well, because of me and the skinny the hipster boys like didn't have like these. I don't know, deep emotional connections or, like, the same sort of, I don't know, the same interests and, like, passions that he and I do. And um, we started hanging out again as friends after we broke up and for the first time ever, like, really started clicking and having fun and, and getting along in a way that we hadn't been in our, in our relationship before. And, I don't know, and it felt really good and... It, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it, it just felt like, and we had this year-long history together, which felt... Okay, so let's go back to the question in the beginning. Oh. Was the sex good when you got back together? Yeah, when we first got back together, it was, like, it was, like, way better than anything. It had been before in our relationship. Like, we were just doing a lot of stuff that I guess we both wanted to do, and... Okay, you keep not the question. How was the sex when you first got back together? Were you coming? Were you into it? Were you aroused? Stop telling me that yeah. you like hanging out with him. How did you like <laughs> No, it was, it was, it was like phenomenal when we got back together. Okay, it yeah. was phenomenal. So you can have phenomenal sex with this guy. You have had yeah. phenomenal sex with this guy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I have. It hasn't been so long that something, you know, he has a colostomy bag now or, you, you know, he got, he lost an, a leg and an arm and his left nipple in a thrash <laughs> No. Like, he's still physically the same guy. Yes. And so are you. Yes. So there is, there has to be a way to claw your way back to whatever it was that turned you on. Okay, well, okay, well, I hope that you can tell me how I can claw my way back, because I really want to claw and work it out. <laughs> yeah, no well, the first thing you need to do is stop going through the motions and tell them there's actually a problem. What kind of birth control are you on? Um... I'm not on any, okay. no. So what kind no. do you guys use? Um, we, so we use a common... Method? What is it? Like, you don't know what birth control you're using, or you're not using birth control, period? Um, we're using a combination of the tried and true pull-out method and uh, condoms. The tried and truly <laughs> a good way to get pregnant pull-out method. Yes, I know. I, and truly I know. not birth control <laughs> pull-out method. <laughs> Yes, that that one that would be it. Yeah. Right, so you're about to get pregnant by this man, which will make extracting <laughs> yourself from this relationship that much more difficult. Right. Um, no, we're we're using condoms. 
more sporadically. Um, great. We're using condoms no, I need... a little bit means we're trying to get pregnant. Yeah, I need to get back on birth control. I don't know. I've, I haven't. I don't know why I haven't wanted to. It kind of felt like a really big commitment to be like, yes, now. We are it's a bigger commitment to have unprotected vaginal intercourse because what you're committing to is either having an abortion together or having a child together. Yes, I know. You're totally right. I've given myself this talk a thousand times. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm with you on this. Okay, so let's set that idiocy aside and focus on the primary idiocy here. You were having great sex with this guy. Now not so much. So what you need to do is say to him, it was great when we first got back together. Now I'm a little, like, disengaged. It's nothing you're doing wrong. We're doing the same stuff. Maybe that's the problem. We're doing the same stuff. Let's mix it up. Right. Like, what are your fantasies? Yeah. What are his fantasies? At this stage in a relationship is often when people start having the throw it out there on the table. What really fucking spins your crank? What goes through your head when you masturbate? Do you masturbate, young woman? Yeah, like... Okay, what, what, like, what goes through your head when you masturbate? Um, I pretty much exclusively watch girls getting it on when I masturbate. All right. You say to the husband-to-be, the father of your perhaps child <laughs> already incubating in your pulled-out-of-uterus, that you have a thing for two girls going at it. Maybe he, like 99.99% .99 of all straight guys on the planet, has a thing for a girl-girl-boy three-way that he's been carrying around without disclosing for fear of offending you. Right, no, no, we've de actually, no, we've definitely talked talked about that. Well, stop um, talking and stop doing. I, I really have no way how I would go about doing that. Like You hit on people. Okay. And you know how to hit on people, because if you could bag a couple of skinny rocker boys in the three months that you were off this relationship, you can bag no, I'm, a bi chick. No, I'm great at, like, getting with guys, I've, but I've, I've dated women, and I've never been good at hitting on girls. Like, they're a lot more intimidating than being boys. I'm going to diagnose your problem here. Here's why okay. you're probably okay. experiencing this drop-off in passion, because subconsciously, what he represents to you is kind of the death of possibility and newness. It doesn't sound like you are the kind of person who's going to be very good at or interested in or satisfied by a lifetime of monogamy, a lifetime of just getting to see one other person naked forever. Yeah. Which is I... why when you broke up, you ran out and fucked some other people, and then you were happy to get back together with him because he was kind of new again, and you, your thing for others had been sated temporarily, Right. Yeah. You like the hunt. You like to flirt. Yeah, totally. And, and you, like to, you like to make out with some new person. Yeah, I mean, I like, I mean, it's a, yeah, and I guess it was exciting getting with, like, these people who. Right, well, you are, you are a member know. of the Future Swingers Society of America. I know, but that sounds, like, so seedy and, like, middle-aged and, like... Well, it doesn't have to be seedy and middle-aged. <laughs> I have some friends who are very young who are swingers, who are straight. And right. you know, if everybody who's your age who is inclined towards swinging doesn't jump in because, oh, it seems so middle-aged, if you don't jump in until you're middle-aged, well, then, yeah, you're just going to be part of the middle-aged problem then. If you want to right. be less middle-aged, jump in now, young lady. Right. And you'll meet other young people who are involved in organ. It doesn't have to be organized swinging. But how does he feel about it? I mean, how does he feel about monogamy? How does he feel about sharing? Oh, no, I think he'd be totally into it. Well, like right now, problem yeah. Problem solved.
Okay, well... Make him uh, listen uh, to the podcast. Make him listen to you on the podcast. Make him listen to me. Oh, my God, that's... that's real. I'm, like, horrified that he's going to because he knows Why? I download you every week. And... Why? Why? Why would you but, be horrified that he could actually but, hear how you're feeling and what you really want? If, no, if I need to... the man I need to... the rest of your life with, he, you should want... Oh, God, him. I don't... How you're feeling. I don't, I don't think that's... I wouldn't go that far, but... Well, at if least you keep putting a dick in your spot without a condom on it, you're going to spend the rest of your life with him, if not romantically attached, you're going to spend the rest of your life going to parent-teacher conferences with him, certainly. Right, right, right. Okay, well, he sounds, I'll take a... You like him, you like spending time with him, he's got a job, unlike most skinny rocker boys that you probably bagged in your lifetime. And you, you yeah. are capable of having great sex with this guy, so long as he doesn't become, in your imagination, the impediment, the person that stands in the way of new experiences and sexual adventures. And if you can finesse that, if you can make him the person that you have those adventures with, your 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 accomplice, then right. you can start having great sex with him again. I, I guess. Right. That's it. totally true. Yeah. Wow. That's. Surprisingly useful. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Savage love. Surprisingly useful since 1991. Thanks for calling. Hi, Dan. I'm a 22-year-old straight girl from the Bible Belt, and I've had an absurd amount of guilt recently. Um, I have a friend who is a little bit older than me and has been married for a couple of years now. Um, he got married really young. It is the Bible Belt. And... Through the years, I've been the person he came to with problems in his marriage, and recently he was back in town. Um, he's in a branch of the military, and we made out. We didn't have sex, but we kissed for a really long time, and I have. I'm, I feel so guilty about it, and I don't really know how to deal with him or with his wife, who's a woman I see a great a lot um and i don't know if i should just let it go because i do have feelings for the guy um and i feel terrible so if you have any suggestions i would love to hear them uh i really like your show thanks so you made out with your friend be christian oh, he's got a wife and kids you feel terrible i recommend that you rent uh, woody allen's movie hannah and her sisters and then shut your fucking mouth for the rest of your fucking life Sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you do something because you're drunk at a party. And if you tell everybody what happened because you want to make yourself feel better, you want to unburden yourself, all you do is burden everybody else. You burden all of your victims. You spread the angst and pain and guilt around. Just own it. You made a mistake. He made a mistake. You didn't fuck. There was no adultery, little tongue hockey, little tongue tonsil hockey, whatevs. Now just suck it up. And this feeling of guilt is good. Remember this feeling. The next time you're with him, you don't want to keep feeling this way. You want this feeling to recede, but you want to have some little sense memory of it so that the next time you're alone with him, you aren't as tempted. Or the next time you're in a similar circumstance, you're with some guy who's got a wife and you don't want to feel this way again. Just remember how you felt the last time and hopefully the only time you did it. And don't do it. Hi, Dan. My name is Clara. My question is about... Um, I'm a 27-year-old female, and I recently entered into a little bit of a relationship with a coworker who is male, and 21, and a virgin. 
and I've been in sexual relationships in the past. My question is, if I decide to sleep with him, is it appropriate for me to insist on condom use for his first time? I've been tested for STDs in the past, and I am completely aware of my sexual history and the fact that I am free and clear of diseases. He have not having developed one yet is obviously clear as well. So do I insist on this or do I let him, you know, have a good time with it <laughs> and not have to use condoms for the first time? You've been more sexually active than he's clearly been. And you say you've been tested and everything and you're totally free and clear. You actually can't know that. For sure, because you could have uh, a couple of big sexually transmitted diseases and be asymptomatic and still be a carrier and be able to uh, leave him with a lovely parting gift. You could have HPV, uh, you could have herpes, both of which uh, you can be totally asymptomatic and not think you have it and give it to somebody and their uh, circumstances may differ. They may have breakouts. You may have a case of uh, a herpes infection that causes no sores or outbreaks but you could pass it on to him and he could be treated to outrageous sores and outbreaks for the rest of his life. So I think he should use a condom under these circumstances and in this relationship. That being said, your odds of having those things are pretty slim. It is not an irrational choice to make so long as you're using a really effective form of birth control for you guys to skip the condoms. You know, I've sometimes gotten questions from two people who are 17 years old, both of whom know for absolutely certain that they're both virgins uh, and they're two guys and they're not going to get each other pregnant. Can they not use condoms under their circumstances uh, during anal sex? You know, the answer to that is, yeah, and you pronounce it that way. Yeah, because the danger is that that person will then move on from that sexual relationship into their next sexual relationship, uh, expecting uh, or preferring condom-free all the time because that's what they were used to. That's what they uh, did at first and would like to do again. And what people should do who've had completely unsafe sex at the beginning of their sexual life is not then go into you know the slut phase of their sexual life, their you know late teens, twenties, early thirties expecting that it should all be condom-free like it was at the outset if they were in a relationship that allowed them to be condom-free at the outset. They should do is sort of look forward to the day when they are in a stable, uh, long-term relationship with someone that they know damn well and can trust, who can test and they can test and they can let go of the latex in the bonds of that relationship forever and they can return to that natural state that they were in at the outset perhaps when there were two virgins banging away at each other's bits. But for now, I think they should use condoms. So my official recommendation uh, to you with this boy who's a virgin is not for your own sake but for his, I would insist on a condom. And you know what? If I were him, I would use one. Uh, I get letters all the time from virgin boys or boys in relationships who didn't use a condom because she was on the pill and neither of them had an STIs or they were both virgins, so it was okay, and they were using uh, uh, a sponge or whatever, and she got pregnant. It's the only way really for him to control, uh, to make the choice about not being a parent should you become pregnant uh, is to prevent you from becoming pregnant, and his only ability to control that outcome himself is to use the goddamn condom. Have I made myself clear? Use a goddamn condom. This is uh, the uh, 17-year-old fag. Uh, who called about being bisexual, girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you are so right. And I know you know that. I, I just want to give you an update, I guess. Uh, about a week before 
Uh, I actually heard the podcast. I, I broke up with my girlfriend. Uh, she knew I was bisexual going in, right? Well, gay, but not knowing, I guess. And um, we were both upset, but you know what? We're friends now. We're, we're, we're still friends, I guess. And uh, everything's good. Just slowly deciding what to do about that family. You say I should wait, and maybe I'll learn the hard way because I may not wait. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I appreciate it, Dan. Um, thanks for the advice, and wish me luck. <laughs> well, I'm wishing you luck. I'm sure we're all wishing you luck. Thanks for uh, telling me I'm so right. That's savage love for you. So right and surprisingly helpful. Uh, good luck with the family. Give us an update once you come out to them. Let us know how it went. I'm sure everyone uh, would like to hear. All right, we're going to leave it there. 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. Give us a call. Record your question. Please leave us a callback number and we'll give you a buzz. Try to keep your question to under a minute or two. You download us every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. And I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll be back at you. Me and the Tech Savvy at Risk Youth next week with another installment of Savage Lovecast. <laughs>